Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George and Travis and I just got back from watching Bats, Man Bats, Man the Bats, Man Bats, (laughs) Man. Hey, the Batman is out and it's our first theatrical uh, discussion. And the theme song just happens to follow the Dan rule for how you make a Batman theme song. (laughs) Uh, enter eye roll here. <laughs> hey, once Troy confirmed that people do that, that's Listen. that's two points of confirmation. I don't know this if is... Troy so much confirmed it as uh, tolerated and you ex- made fun of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he entertained it. Uh, I don't know if he this... endorsed it. Hi, this is Dan in post. Let's go to the tape on that. The other thing I keep telling the guys, and it drives them crazy, and I think our audience likes it is that the way that you write a John Carpenter theme song is you just say the name of the movie on a keyboard. Oh, God. So, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Uh, the well, thing. Jaws. Uh, well, the thing. Jaws. He, he didn't do the thing, but yeah, the, the music anyway. But that's what James <laughs> Bernard did. Uh, the composer did a lot of the Hammer movies, and uh, Carpenter's a big fan, so that makes sense. Hold on, mm. hold on, hold on. Guys, did Troy just agree with my insane theory think- about... <laughs> you got him with one of them. Yeah. Did you disagree with my insane yeah. theory? So yeah, uh, in the killing episode, Troy's on board with the theme song thing. Anyway, guys, earliest Dan and Post ever. Shame on you. Back to the show. I don't know if this works in their theory because the theme is in this movie is either a eerie version of Ave Maria or an instrumental version of uh, something in the way. And then this little mm. drum thing that you're trying to bat, drum up. Man, bat, man, <laughs> Who bat, did that version man, of bat, uh, something bat. in the way? It's Nirvana. Is that the real, yeah. like, that's the actual? It yeah. sounded different to me for some reason. They slowed it. It's almost like an acoustic. Yeah. But then it hits instrumental, too. Uh, I don't know. It's eerie. I don't like, know. They use it in the trailer. Yeah, however they, whatever they did to the song to make it fit the movie was good. Yeah. Should we say spoiler alerts? Because we're not going to... We're not I mean, going to hold first... back. We are going to yeah. discuss the hell out of the Batman, which if you haven't seen it streaming yet, uh, don't don't wait. Go to the theater. Pause this show. Mm. Go to the theater. Watch the Batman. And then come back and listen to our show. It's worth it to go to the theater. It's a good experience. And it'll be on streaming in like two weeks. So, you know, yeah. if you got to wait, I understand. Word. Now, unlike a lot of our more in-depth discussions with George uh, where Travis and I have spent the better part of two or three decades thinking about the inner workings and deeper meanings of these movies. I've seen the Batman once and it was a couple of weeks ago. So we may have to revisit this discussion in a few years, but for now let's get George thrown into the fire and see how he did. First of all, George movie theaters. uh, It's like watching at home, but a lot louder and you can buy and, popcorn. Yeah, and with strangers. And, and the floors strangers, are all sticky man. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody chews like they've never eaten before. Yep. Love that. It's pretty great. Are you a theater goer? Like, is this a... Did you did you go and you're like, oh, I haven't been to a theater in a while. I sure love the movies. Or were you like, ugh, this is like watching at home, but like with strangers. 
No, I've. I mean, obviously, I've been to the movies. Before. I mean, nothing's assumed on this show, um, man. <laughs> well, but before the show, you've only seen three movies, so no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when we were talking about going, we were like trying to figure out our schedules and when are we gonna do it, and you know, blah 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 blah. My wife goes. Uh, she pulls out like a couple of gift cards for the movie theater, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, cool. We can use those." They've been in like pre-COVID. The, the, <laughs> seriously, they've been in the the gift card bin for like I don't know four years. We never go to the movies. Hmm. And Travis is like, "Oh, I'll, I'll uh, pay for your ticket with the gift card," but I was like, "Dude, just pay for the tickets because <laughs> we're never going to use them." They've been there for like years. Just use the gift cards, please. Uh, but no, it's been a minute uh, since I was in the theater. I think I couldn't even tell you what the last thing I watched in the theater was. Well, now you can. I mean, before, yeah, before this. God. And Travis, I know you went to see Spider-Man, but I assume you had a pretty lengthy layoff there before Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, we saw, I think we probably have seen about four movies, maybe five in the theater since the world. Uh, Changed. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I got I got teenage boys who want to go in the theater, so they're not. They want that experience, but I do. I did enjoy the whole uh, coming, like when Black Widow came out and we watched it in the house. I didn't have to go and do that in the theater, so that was fun. Yeah, there's certain uh, movies that it's really just fine to watch them at home, yeah. but the Batman is really not one of them. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have a chance to see it in the theater with full audio and IMAX visuals and all these things, probably worth it. Yeah, it's definitely. And I've been watching a lot of interviews with Matt Reeves, and when he talks about his process, you it's you can see it's almost like when you tell us about the 4K, and we're like, yeah, we just watched it on DVD, and I didn't really notice all that. But you get to see a lot of the goodness on the screen that you're not going to see, uh, maybe on your laptop. Sounds like uh, much like my theme song suggestions that you're just requiring additional verification from more well placed sources. Uh, as to the importance of 4K uh, to your enjoyment, guys, save your money, get a 4K TV. It's worth it. Word. Hey, so Once George, uh, room. let's talk about this movie you just watched now. It's lengthy. Uh, coming, I think if they put uh, the deleted scene back in, it would be three hours long, uh, which is the longest movie we've watched so far. Is it really? I believe so. We didn't sit and watch Titanic yet. We watched The Godfather, though. Godfather was about 240, I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This might be the longest. It didn't feel that. No, it flies, man. And I saw it twice. So I actually... So for you, the movie was six hours. <laughs> right. But I, I did kind of, on the second time around, I did kind of feel the length more. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what she said. <laughs> but that's because... but that's because the first one the first time i watched it it was long but i didn't want it to end so it didn't matter yeah so i was just like okay i don't care if this is five hours long i'm watching it and watching it the second time i knew everything that was going to happen so i kind of watched it with a different eye so i was like okay this could have been shorter the scene could have been gone this scene could have been a little shorter but really honestly I was just doing that to make room for the deleted scene. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, if they would have removed these three things, they could have put this back in the movie. But I understand why why it's not in there. It's a good end credit scene that happens in the middle of the movie, so you can't really make it an end credit scene because timeline wise, it happens inside the story, so you can't really have it as your end credit. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's as unnecessary as an end credit scene, but yet chronologically, it had to happen in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Huh. Because, yeah. But it should have been, like, I like the way they did it. It's something that everybody should have seen, but you couldn't put it at the end of the credits, so just release it two weeks later and be done with it. And, George, you haven't watched that yet, as far as I know, right? Uh, I have very little idea what you're talking about. Okay, good. So we'll talk about that later in this show. We'll have you watch it and give your immediate reaction. Yeah, the only thing I know is that it, it involves... Uh, the Riddler's uh, friend. Yeah, right? the the interesting not discussed ahead of time. <laughs> Guys, we we said spoilers, right? The thing yes, not discussed did. ahead of time uh, and played very coy in the theatrical cut of the movie as to like how little of this character they would show versus the actual deleted scene which shows a lot more. Kind of an interesting uh <laughs> I don't know that I'll pass final judgment on how they treated this character that we haven't named yet, uh, because I want to see <laughs> how the next one goes right. and how he's treated in that material. Because uh, Travis says he thinks he knows why it's not in the movie, and I have some wonderings as to why it's not in the movie. That's completely obvious. It's going to be a movie. fun conversation when we get to it. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. you know, Sunday, I've watched Sunday, it about Sunday, times, as we though. hype up the discussion to come but before we get to that discussion yes now full disclosure for our audience we're recording the batman after we've already seen a couple of other movies uh so we will release those episodes to come but full disclosure george has now seen the movies seven and saw yes so george having now seen a bunch of movies and watching this movie do you see why Seven and Saw were so like relevant to what we were doing with the Batman? Um, we probably should have watched Zodiac as well. And we still can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Seven definitely. I mean, yeah. this is I remember having a conversation when 7 came out, and I believe one of us in our pre-podcast 25 years ago mentioned that this would be a good Batman movie, 7. Yeah. Uh, but obviously we didn't sit there like, oh, and the Red Liquor be John Doe, and like we didn't get into all the, the mm. you know, the, the notebooks and right. like all the stuff that's in this movie. Mm-hmm. But in the end, when you watch... The Batman, you sit there and you're like, it's seven with Batman. Yes. So it, it, the Riddler is preaching. Yes. Yes. And 100%. He has the mission. He has it all planned out. He's got all those notebooks. Things have to happen. Lots of yeah. notebooks. But at the same time, in the introduction to the Riddler character, he's essentially Michael Myers. The mm. way that he like stalks that first dude and then he attacks and him. Buffalo Bill. Like, yeah. Oh man, it was very Jalo, uh, esque. 
very very <laughs> rear window. I'm in the uh, the theater for like two minutes, and I see a motorcycle helmet, and I'm like, Jallo. <laughs> yeah, he said, he goes, Jallo. So good. You know, and years ago, when they first hired Matt Reeves, and you know, nobody knew what this movie was going to be, I made this extended post on the Books of Faces. And I said, guys, here's how I would redesign the Batman movies. And I said, I would make it as if it was like crossed with an Argento movie, and I do you know, black on red. And then this movie trailer comes out and I'm just like, holy Mm. shit, I think they're doing my movie. Now there's, I would have done it a little bit different, but in general, in a lot of ways, this is the movie I've been waiting for forever. So that was pretty sweet. Now, did you get the Myers? uh, I was going to lean over. I was trying to see out of the corner of my eye if you smirked when the DA gets in his car. And he does the fog wipe off of the yes. windshield. And then the Riddler sits up in the back seat. It was like the, it was the Annie kill. It was the Annie Halloween. kill. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All the way down to her falling on the horn. Oh like, my God. I was like, no, I holy didn't... crap, this is a total frame by frame remake of the Halloween uh, Annie kill. He even like wipes the fog off the windshield. As soon as I saw that, I was like, and then that's when you see the shadow in the background pop up. I'm like, holy crap, if he does a... A left arm, <laughs> you know, blade slash. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of homages, and that whole scene in the beginning when he's in the room, that part is that so was, scary. That was sweet. Yeah, because it's sweet. almost like the scene where in Halloween, you know, you're looking at the car, and George didn't even see Michael standing there. The way mm, that they yeah, out the at the school window. Yeah, they like fade him in at one point to where he he comes out of the shadow, kind of like later in the movie when the pen light opens up and you see his face in the hallway. But it was like this mix of like the framing of the first scene, but the pen light of the later scene. And then wham, he's suddenly like the Rob Zombie Mike Myers just beating the holy hell out of that guy. Guys. But they perfectly did it because he's obviously kind of a weenie. Mm-hmm. He's not He's not Michael Myers. No. So they show him have the rage and the capability of bludgeoning but he's clumsy like i love the whole they made him like look like a newborn deer kind of falling all over himself he wasn't very uh organized physically he he looked desperate (laughs) yeah you know which is something that's hard to get across in that much costume you know between the the mask and the saran wrap and all this that the in the hood uh like almost like the prowler you remember that movie mm-hmm. from the eighties? He yeah. kind of looks like a mix of the Prowler and a Saran Wrap commercial. It definitely had an eighties feel. This movie, eighties um, slasher film. It definitely. I the whole time I'm sitting there going, "That Dan's gonna like totally love this." <laughs> yeah, it. I'm not gonna mince words. It's probably the best Batman on film. Yes. Which is hard for me to say because I still love the '89 Batman so much. And you guys have had Oof. to hear me talk about the Dark Knight trilogy with Nolan over the past few months, and obviously there's no ancient history being played out here, so it's it's not quite what there, the Dark Knight was. That's a controversial was, statement because they a lot there's a lot of people that say this is not Batman, but they don't. A lot of them. What was the one quote I saw? How do you announce that you're not a Batman fan? But to say that that this is not a bat like. They're forgetting the idea that this is year two Batman. This is not veteran Batman. This isn't, you know, the Michael Keaton Batman. This right. isn't uh, Dark Knight Rises Batman. This is 
Christian Bale, Bruce, right before he decides to shoot Chill and doesn't shoot him when, when Rachel hits him in the head and takes him down to the, the narrows and shows him, like, like that's that's the desperation right. this Bruce is in in this movie. He's not the playboy. He's not the showy, you know, make sure everybody sees me so they don't think I'm Batman. They, they see me being flamboyant and throwing money and doing stupid playboy things. Like, this Bruce in this movie is dark and at the end of his rope. It's it's something that they they touched on in Nolan, but they he didn't make the whole movie that. Okay. Um in comparison to other Batmans that exist. Batman movies or universes or whatever. After watching this movie, it made me appreciate um what a big risk it was for Nolan to start with Begins. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because when you come into this movie, it's, he's already Batman. Yep. You know, and you don't know how or why or whatever. There was so much story uh, that that Nolan took the time to tell that this movie did not, and not that it's a knock on this movie. It's just it's already been told right. by Nolan. Why would you just do it again? You know, like, um. But I think it's, I just it's 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 it got it, Nolan had a lot of balls to start there. Yeah, he was, he doesn't even put the cowl on till like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, in. like you, I always wondered, you know how you know how Batman went from or Bruce Wayne went from being a kid who watched his parents get killed to a badass martial artist, you know? And in Begins, Nolan took the time to show you how uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, kind of, sorry, rejected all of his, you know, his, you know, his riches and his whatever, and, you know, spent time in prison, spent time overseas, uh, studied martial arts. You know, Ra's al Ghul took him and made him more than a man. You know, he taught him how to become fear and how to uh, master his fear. And he's like, he's like, he becomes more than a man in the way that like a ninja is more than just a regular man. You know what I mean? And that just was missing from this movie. And I understand that you just can't always start there again. But um, I was thinking about it the whole time. Like... I want to know what kind of training he has. And then also the the way Nolan handled all of Batman's gadgets mm-hmm. and how he you know in you know invented these things and how like it all tied into to, to the Wayne Corporation and it just like the Nolan universe was so complete. Well he it he makes made just watching it made it made just watching a Batman movie kind of feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Whereas the Nolan trilogy was like this complete thing that just still blows my mind. And that's what I compare this movie to. Right. Because the, the Nolan Batman is, is my favorite Batman. Period. End of story. This, the Batman, had its, had its own uh, attributes that I liked. 
I really, really liked how dark it was mm-hmm. and how uh, how hopeless it looked after they find out, you know, uh, you know, after the, you know, uh, was a Maroney thing went down and, you know, it was what they thought to be a huge victory. But... All it did was open things up for Falcone. The, the city is so corrupt mm-hmm. that when it was clear that Maroney was going down, everyone just switched, shifted positions and business as usual. It's like, that's how corrupt this city is. Yeah, I love that line where, the, where they're asking the, that cop who's, who's like hostage on the roof and they're like, do you, uh, what does he say, Falcone works for you? He's like, no, we work for Falcone. It's like, it doesn't matter whether you're a mayor, a cop. Yeah. We work for the mafia. So deal with it. It's so, it's it's so disheartening. It's so. Yeah, absolutely. After, you know, after all that. Because they're all, and that's what makes Gordon so quintessential because it's, he's like, he keeps saying, you're a good cop. You're. I trust you. And how many cops were chasing him through that building? Yeah. A hundred. And they're all, you, you, you can't trust any of them. Obviously, towards the end, you can. But you don't know who's getting pay, paid off. And they kind of establish that in the Nolan movie, too, because it's, you know. Sure. Uh, we know who your family is. Like, they, they definitely, I love the mafia undertones or overtones. But I also love the fact that they're showing that the the super villains are just waiting for those voids to open up so they can fill them. Yeah, like the penguin. Uh, we could do a whole hour. On, oh my god! On Colin Farrell, who freaking now, killed George, it. And I have was, you yeah. ever seen yeah. Colin Farrell in any roles? Do you know that name as an actor? Yes, I have. And yes, can I you have. see him at all in the role of the penguin? Because I tried real hard, man, and he's gone. He has, no. he has yep. a Joker. He is Heath Ledger Joker, or uh, you know, uh, Marlon Brando as the Godfather. He's gone in that mm-hmm. role. He is just the Penguin. Yeah, I, I liked him more than the Riddler. I mean, I, I, he, he did a really good job. I, I wouldn't say it's on par with uh I'm just saying as the other the other two examples you gave as an actor who we have seen for 20 years almost overexposed right in too Mm -hmm. many movies at times yeah Mm -hmm. for him to come out and perform like this to where I can't see him in the character at all he's gone he's really disappeared do yourself a favor I could say look up Ben Affleck's Daredevil I've seen oh that. my God! Bullseye. Okay, Colin Farrell plays bull, Bullseye <laughs> in that movie. He's the he's the guy with the target on his forehead. He's okay. the main villain, other than Kingpin, and uh, he's so campy, so not good, and just bad direction. He's he's like a Nicolas Cage type character when he's not corralled, like he just okay. kind of goes and he does. He's like the Joker. Okay. And he just, he does things and he just does it. And sometimes it do, there's no rhyme or reason to his character. There's no, you, sometimes you just feel like he's reading the words in his Irish accent and he's just Colin Farrell. But 
I, that's why I was scared about when I heard he was playing the penguin. I'm like, oh my god, what's he gonna do with this part? But I literally was I I, I would have watched, and it's I just heard he's gonna get his own uh, show. They're gonna stream a TV show on HBO for him, and he deserves it because that character they can do so much with him trying to take over the mafia, take over Falcone's guys and all that stuff. Like, I, I'm I'm on board. I will watch it. And his accent. Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at pictures, like, side-by-sides of, like, what Colin Farrell actually looks like versus how he looked as uh, the Penguin. And it, it's, a, it's a transformation, man. But even his behavior. Oh, yeah. Like, he kept getting that, that, that pucker face that he was doing that kind of made him look more bird-like. He didn't have the long nose and all that stuff, but they they just did enough scars on his face where he looked. He was a little taller than he probably could should have been, but I think over time they might have him get a little more hunched over. Well, his but little waddle loved, walk yeah. when uh, <laughs> Gordon and Batman leave him behind, yeah. he's just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> waddle, <Yeah>. waddle, waddle. <laughs> he so kind of ch- he it's it, it's almost like he channeled like a Tony Soprano type character. Yeah, it, it just to me it was it was it was enough Bayonne, Brooklyn, you know, New York kind of yeah. feel where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm on board because I mean you got John Tortoro playing Falcone and we all know what he can do. He's yeah, he's a he's he eats up the screen, and uh, I think he held his own with him. I think they all did. Yeah, I can't think I of a week character you know i know everybody was excited for paul dano uh i say everybody i think it was was he travis you're a big fan of him from other stuff right i like him from other things yeah so people have been telling me you've been telling me oh paul dano he's gonna be great and i don't know who this guy is so i came in kind of blank slate but yeah i thought he you know admirable performance great transformation kind of arc for him as the movie goes on yeah uh hard to think of a character in this which character was paul dano he was the Riddler. I oh, think okay. he suffered at one thing. I could tell. I could be wrong. But I feel like he was either directed and or his own personal choices. He was trying so hard to not be compared to Ledger that it, it seemed like he might have held back a few times or took different choices. To I mean, he is the Riddler. He's not the Joker. Yeah. Uh, but he was kind of playing like, he was trying to play wacky without being Jim Carrey wacky and without being where Ledger took it. He was trying to make his own with it. And like you said, there's like a transition there when he takes that mask off. Uh, he's totally different, but like that whole, that whole like almost like banker look that he had. Uh, I love that. But I love how they, they made him so menacing with like a auto-tuned voice and all that stuff in the videos mm-hmm. but then they show the video they unlock at the end without all that and he's just a weenie in a leather mask it's not like hi oh hi guys like he's like talking yeah. to him it's like it's a so like closed circuit be sure to like yeah. and subscribe yeah. and uh <laughs> this video is brought to you by squarespace make sure yeah. you get squarespace to do whatever squarespace does i, oh, I thought know. it was nordvpn yeah exactly <laughs> So just he definitely had a VPN. But, but it was, the scene it was great. The scene in the in the Arkham, which was like his big scene. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that scene. Holy crap. That that I love that. And I was like, okay. 
yeah, he's going, he's making choices and I'm, I'm on board. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Now we need to but, talk about this because, and, and listeners for real, if you have not seen the movie, stop here, stop, just stop right here. Come back after you've seen the movie. Okay. Now that all those people are gone, <laughs> no, ahead. you, you, I see you, you were still listening and you haven't seen the movie. Stop the podcast. Come back. I don't want to ruin this part for you. If you have not seen the movie, when he starts doing his Bruce Wayne calls. Okay. You remember at the end of seven, when we had our big discussion as to whether or not uh, John Doe knows that Morgan Freeman knows. And you guys Mm -hmm. are like, oh, he has to know because he looks at him and says, oh, he didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. When I'm watching that again a couple of weeks ago, I'd already seen the Batman. And I just kept thinking, oh my God, you guys are falling for his Bruce Wayne, not mm-hmm. realizing that he's talking to Bruce Wayne, right? He doesn't have to know that's Bruce Wayne for that scene to work because it turns out he thinks Batman's his ally and they just missed the big fish. Mm-hmm. Guys, yep. whoa. Yeah, I, I hear you. Such I, a good yeah. twist. Such a good Did twist. I, f- I mean, it just the look on Batman's face oh, when God. he's just like, Pattinson. oh God. Dude, <laughs> fucking Pattinson blew me away. That he, that scene when he's just like uh he acts through uh, the mask oh, like I've never God. seen a Batman yeah. act. He yeah. is, you know all those pictures in the old like um I guess like 70s era if I'm thinking about like uh who's the guy that used to write with or draw with Denny Allen a lot? Or Denny uh, O'Neill. Denny Neil O'Neill. Adams? Neil Adams. Neil Adams. So yeah. Neil Adams Batman making that like hopeless wide-eyed like ah, mm-hmm. face you'd see now and then i've never seen that in a movie before i just never imagined you could make a person's face with so little face available emote yeah through that man and pattinson scene after scene he's a human being not a robocop i was just yeah. blown away by that man well when i was watching that uh matt reeves interview he talks about his uh, Matt Reeves talks about Pattinson's approach to the character, and he said the very first scene he filmed in costume was the the uh, dead mayor's crime scene. So he said, when you watch that scene, you can see him working shit out because they didn't rehearse, they didn't do it. So you can see yeah. the stuff that he's working out that ends up in the rest of the movie. Uh, but yeah, he's he, like all eyes are on him. He's embarrassed, in a way. Because he's he said he's he's out there he's out there for judgment nobody wants him there, and he plays that perfectly, and you know he's just given just the right clues he's not doing the Christian Bale raspy uh, <laughs> you know monster voice yeah it's very it's like in between Kevin Conroy and Michael Keaton which is like a sweet spot yeah that's there was where a few times be. when he got yeah when he was rageful. And he, you know, swear to me, kind of scene. It was, it was necessary. Like when he's banging on that glass, and he's like, "What did you do?" Like, and he's just like singing Ave Marie, like that. I'm just like, "Holy crap!" I mean, it was, it was. I got the first time I watched it, I had chills because I was like, "He's, he's finally shown me the full Riddler." Like the whole movie, you're getting like little bits. Yes, but when he does the no. And he's like screaming at him, but it's not like a uh, Darth Vader finding out that Padme's dead. No, kind of right, like it, right, was, right. Oh, it was. It was like almost like sad, like like you felt bad for him. They they did it just right to where you you kind of like the Joker, uh, the 
the movie we watched a couple weeks ago. You know, you feel kind of bad for him, but he's a psychopath, so you can't feel too bad for him. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that's just played perfectly. And like you said, when he does that, that pause before he starts going, Bruce Wayne. And he's like, you, you're like, oh, he figured him out. And then you see Pattinson's face, and he's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that whole 10 minutes of him almost confessing to Gordon who he is, he's thinking he's going to be outed. Yeah. Like I was just like, yeah, this is this is a bat. This is the Batman movie. I've, I know what you're saying, but the thing I've always wanted was that what I got from this movie, his vulnerability, uh, and showing him young and not knowing how to deal with it, but also the detective stuff, which has always been lacking. And yeah, this whole movie is a detective movie. I mean, every single mm-hmm. thing. The contacts lenses thing, freaking genius. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> when he, the only thing I thought that was negative about that was that would have been a good moment to explain why Batman shows white eyes. Like in the comics, in the cartoon, he's always like the white, whited out eyes. You can't see his pupils. So with the lenses, that kind of would have explained it. But then his eyes were saying so much that you don't want to cover them. Right. right. The emotion is too good. You can't yeah. be hiding that. I liked this is a good a nice touch. When he takes his mask off, he has like black makeup mm-hmm. around his eyes. Yeah. A little fan service right. for the ladies too that like that look, you know. That crow look. He <laughs> 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 did kind of look like the crow. Like uh And they show him applying it. Yeah. I, was, I thought I thought it was nil. cool. Like, you know, it's not it's it's it kind of completes the mask. Yeah. Like you can't you can't have a mask on and just have like your eyes showing. Well, the funny thing you is know? in every other Batman movie, they always show him with the black covering his eyes. Mhm. But then when they remove the cow, it's gone. Yeah. Sometimes and instantaneously as instantaneous, we might find like, out this Christmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 such a um like a I don't know what the word it's it's so obvious that you're like come on guys like seriously yeah uh but to embrace it like Reeves did and say okay we're going to we're going to actually show him putting it on before he it's a transform it's part of the transformation yeah uh and then when he takes the mask off it's still you know it's sweaty and it's running it's almost like when you see a football player after a you know a super bowl yes and they got the the black under their eyes yes. but it's kind of run off yeah it was it was Perfect. Now his Bruce Wayne. That was my only problem with him was that he was playing the same character, but I understood it and I was cool with it because it's year two and he's not like he said. I'm not. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, he hasn't put in the work yet to figure out a way to use his mask, the Bruce Wayne mask. But that'll yeah, come. So once I got over that, I was like, okay, I'm I'm good with that. And George, you talked earlier about how you like that the Nolan movies are like this complete thing. But yeah. you know, the problem with the complete thing, and, and a lot of it is addressed actually within the Nolan verse as the movies go on. You know, after the first one, as people are pointing out, well, you know, there's a lot of Wayne Tech files that people could happen across. Okay, well, we'll give you Mr. Mm-hmm. Reese and he'll do this, you know. Uh, oh, well, if they've got all this going on, someone could find out the corporate assets and they could steal all the stuff. Oh, okay, Bane did that. You know, mm-hmm. 
by doing it this way, uh, for one, we didn't have to see pearls on the street for the first time. Anybody else kind of happy that we didn't have to see the Waynes get murdered again, again, again? Well, this I I looked at it differently. Yeah, we didn't see the uh, Crime Alley kill. This movie was a basically a character assassination. So you watch them get killed through the whole movie. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, you know, the same thing with the training. We didn't have to watch him go to ninja school, uh, but right. we did get that line from Alfred, who, by the way, Alfred in this movie kicked a lot of butt. Yeah. Uh, he was okay. Oh, my gosh. Shut your mouth. Uh, but <laughs> the the <laughs> line, is, you know, I is... could teach him how to fight, but I couldn't, whatever the rest of that right. line was. Uh, yeah, right. they kind of touch on the uh, the penny penny. Yeah, he could uh, he could teach him how to defend himself. What's the group he was part of in England? It's basically, their CIA. Is he SAS in this one? I don't remember. In in some I, of the comic books, he's like it. he's retired SAS, which would be like retired Delta Force or SEAL Team Six. Right. Actually, SAS are the guys that invented it, and then we borrowed all their knowledge and created guys like the SEAL Team. So, right. Uh, you know, if that is where he comes from and if that's the training, great. It does call into question, and we talked about this before, if you make him an established, like, former Special Forces guy working for Thomas Wayne, then, like, what all is Thomas Wayne into? Right, right. But in this one, I mean, they already, you know, <laughs> they already went pretty far with that character assassination, so maybe it's not too far fetched that he would need private security or whatever. Yeah, and I also like how they show... Alfred just help enough. They don't show him helping with the technology like they did in the Burton movies where mm. Alfred was like underneath the hood helping, yeah. but he was helping with the deciphering and, and kind of, you see where Bruce is. He might've trained Bruce physically on how to fight, but he's also training Bruce, which is another reason why I think he is part of the, the, this special Delta force uh, in his past showing him how to work the puzzles and figure those things out too. Cause he wasn't like just picking them up. Like when, when you watch Batman forever, if you ever watch it, Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne just kind of reads the puzzle, figures it out. Boom. Done. There's like, they, there's no detective work at all. He just has the answer. And in, in this, at least they kind of show the process a little bit more. And which I liked, I love when we first saw pictures of the bat suit, I being the guy who would care about that kind of stuff really just uh, do right. I like it? Is it too clunky? Is Pattinson's head too big, you know, to get kind of an odd bulby head? Uh, once it's in motion, I didn't really notice that anymore though. I think it was only in those early shots that I just noticed yeah. he has quite a dome on him. Uh, but, but everything looks homemade, in the movie. man. Like yeah. everything in his arsenal looks like a dude in, in his twenties with a little bit of free time. Even up yeah. to the Batmobile, which just looks like he took an old Camaro or something and then just mm -hmm. hot rotted it himself without any Put instructions. A jet engine in it. Hell yeah, yeah dude, man. That car. <laughs> that I missed. I, I don't know what they're called, but I missed the um the gauntlets. The forearm. Is that what they're called? The yeah, gauntlets. The gauntlets. I I missed them. I think they'll be there eventually. Yeah. Like uh like Dan said, I think they wanted to establish the Peter Parker part of Bruce Wayne where he's yeah. creating all this shit in the basement of his dad's old, you know, yeah. escape tunnel mm -hmm. and everything looks industrial. Everything looks welded. Uh, his gauntlets are more like those, that metal, which I didn't like when I saw in the original pictures, the, the piping that he had on his arms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's all going to get refined, refined. 
Yeah. Same with the car. I think the car is going to look a lot more, a uh, lot less like a roadster. But that car was badass. I had a Christine moment a few times in that movie too, which I was like, okay. But you haven't seen Christine yet. But just that the reveal of the car was very Christine. The end of the uh, end of the alleyway. And we haven't talked about Catwoman yet, although she's huge in this movie. Yeah, she's yeah very prominent. And I mean. There's some risks with her character as well as the Waynes that I think some of the comic book fans uh, among us might have chafed a little bit uh, initially. Um, what about her being related to Falcone? Yeah, where it's just they like... Can always, eh, they can always... Do we fix, need this? They can fix that. But they don't need to fix it because this right. isn't the comic books, right? And, right? and nowadays, where you're on DC Universe reboot number seven, right? Canon has been so stretched gapingly that anything fits in there anymore so yeah i say leave it be man but if they ever want to like retro what do they call it retro fix or uh what what do the kids call it i don't remember but if they want to fix it they can always say well he she's not his daughter maybe her mother kind of like in like uh, some revisionist history revisionist history where you find out retcon is the term i'm looking for yeah they can retcon it by saying uh just like they did in the um in the Joker, yeah. the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, where the mother was just insane and made it up. Yeah. They can always say that Selena Kyle's mother told her that Falcone was her father, but he really isn't. And yeah. most comic book fans would be happy with that. Like, yeah. yeah, making her related to him does change the canon, but it works within this story. But it really wasn't necessary. No. Because even he didn't know she was his daughter until she yeah. told him. So I was like, eh, I really didn't, it didn't wasn't necessary. That that I had a problem with and I had a problem with her saving him at the end. That that scene bothered me just a little bit. Saving who? Uh Bruce or Batman. Like when he took that that shotgun the to the gauge. chest. Yeah. yeah. And he was just kind of hanging there. Mhm. I mean, he just took on like 15 guys in in a matter of 2 minutes. I don't think he needed her help. I well, you know, maybe would... it was 14, he would have been fine, and 15 was one too many. <laughs> Although I did like the uh, the injection of the um, the venom, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that was a really interesting thing where, you know, my yeah, wife was what like... what was going on with that? Yeah, my that's wife was an, like, was that like adrenaline or something? I'm like, that might have yeah. been like a venom reference. Like, we might already be kind of... Yeah, completely kinda, is. Kind of laying that on the, on the thing that, here. That, like. w- that was a uh, an Easter egg for a future villain. What That's was that? really interesting? That's the venom that Bane gets and becomes like roid rage. Ah, uh, that's his injection that he puts into his body and makes him Hulk out. And what you saw his little adrenaline rush that he got? Yes, he basically went. Yeah, he totally went off yeah, the rails that because of it times <laughs> times like a hundred yeah the be... mouse with the feeder bar is what you're gonna end up yeah. with if they give that to bane i thought that was a really interesting reach uh but i i kind of loved everything in this movie like i thought yeah. they most of those like risky things they did they tempered with like i don't know commitment almost like you know a lot of these comic book movies will do stuff but they'll also leave like an out you know, there's like, yeah, yeah, we may have hinted at that, or maybe it's nothing and it's just a, an Easter egg. In this movie, I felt like it was like, yeah, we did that. What do you think? Yeah. Doesn't matter what you think, because we already did it. Like, 
This movie had balls, dude. Yeah. I feel like my only problems with this movie all happened in the last half hour. And it, it's nitpicky, but I, I feel like when he when he heard the the um the one minion say, you know, I'm vengeance and he took that as he should and then kind of you know, goes down and saves all the people with the comes the beacon of light for the people, whatever. I felt like that was kind of lame. See, he should have done. Do you guys remember what? a few weeks ago? Because we talked about this before I saw the movie. When I told you about how I love the end of Kingdom Come, the uh, graphic novel, when yeah. he realizes that he's going to do more good by becoming like Hope. Yeah, becoming essentially like yeah. Thomas Wayne in white and red instead of Bruce Wayne and Batman in black and yellow. Like that was my message, man. That was the thing mm-hmm. I was looking for. So when they had the balls to do it in the first movie, I was just like, Holy shit, this is no, I don't have a problem with the message. I think amazing. that's a good message where he finally realizes his purpose and that he can do more good by being a beacon of hope. I think visually he should have done more physically to save those people just to kind of go into the water, put a light on and have them walk towards him. Like they could have done that without him, but they weren't. I, I, I know they weren't, it, but I think so... he should have at least as a superhero, he's not a superhero though. He's air Batman. quotes as a hero air quotes. He should have probably done, even if he did a, a kind of a squat to lift some of the, that, that rigging, the people that were trapped underneath like, that way. It kind of looked like, more heroic. Say if he needed to take a shot of venom, in order to be strong enough to do it. Right. But just something physical. You know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, when he, when he stops the train with his arms outstretched. Yes. It's, it's, it's symbolic of sacrifice. It's basically very Christ-like. Yep. And he's it, giving everything he's got. Everything. And then Bruce Wayne, does, or, uh, Bale does it when he says to... Kyle and she's like you've you've done enough and he's like you've given them everything he's like not everything not everything yeah. not everything but every every <laughs> hero has that moment yep uh well remember Tom- in the Batman there's that part where he kind of just like looks around is he on like a rope or something or a, a cable and he just like cuts it and drops in I thought yeah, that was his self sacrifice moment where that's he's the scene like, I'm talking about and but I'm I just going think. In. I think you him know, doing that would have been fine, Dan, but he should have lifted some some shit. Dan, did that totally <laughs> go over your head? What that was? It was cutting the umbilical cord. <laughs> it was three weeks ago, man. I don't remember if I had the feelings. What do you, what, what what did you t- take it as? Um, I took it as that was high voltage, and when it fell into the water, everyone down there right. would have been fried. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And so what he did was he took his blade, and he took the shock, right, on himself. Oh, I see. Like by cutting it. And dropping down so that, you know, he, you know, that was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. I might be dead after this, but it's worth right. it. Boom. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. all of the physics worked out. Uh, he wouldn't have probably been dead from that. No, uh, I, I was fine with all that. I just think that seeing him lift some shit to get people out, it just seemed like it, it was very, I don't want to say anticlimactic because there was a lot of climactic going on. Sure. <laughs> But and there was a lot of character development and and revelation and all that stuff. I was fine with all of it. I just think visually, he should have saved them a little bit better in the beginning of that, and then led them out by the beacon. So that way, it didn't yeah. look so. 
it didn't look so superhero-ish or hero-ish. It just looked like the, any of those cops could have grabbed a flare and led them out of there. But, right. you know, you so, could also argue that he's just going straight to teaching people how to fish, right? <laughs> like, it's a bigger... He, he can do more good by inspiring directly than yeah. by lifting by him being the one to lift stuff up, you know? He can lift up one thing at a time, but if he gets all of them to do some lifting, they can together lift up more things. That's fine. It reminded me of the scene in in uh Dark Knight after Rachel blows up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and uh for a movie we covered Bat- like two months ago and is like <laughs> and 12 the, years old and that came out 15 years ago yeah, yeah. and ba- batman's holding the coin in the rubble and his capes are flapping as tyrone magnus would say and uh that that scene he's not lifting anything there either but visually it has more of a comic booky feel of him just kind of standing over the rubble and prevailing i guess or whatever that was missing in that very... You got that at the hel- helicopter lift? When he was bringing people up to the top of the building? Yeah. But I just wanted more of that in the water. I, I kept... I don't know if you saw the Tom Holland... Uh, any of the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. But there's I've a scene the where... the first one, I think. Yeah, well, the scene where he get, has to lift up... The whole building falls on him. And it's like right out of the comics. It's like a cover cover shot splash page of him lifting the building so he can get out but it's like a moment where he has to psych himself up to do it now obviously batman doesn't have the power the the superpowers that spider-man has but that moment that lifting straining lifting so kids can get out from underneath the piping that's all i needed to see and then the beacon flared all that shit would have worked just fine for me i wouldn't even have thought about it but it just seemed kind of weird that they could have the water Really wasn't that dangerous, other than possibly getting electrocuted. Well, I th- I think that it might have went over a lot of people's heads if it went over Dan's head. That, that he... his sacrifice, his big sacrifice was cutting that thing, right? Like, you know, and in cutting it, he saved those people, right? And then it also sent him down to where he lights the flare and leads yeah. them out. I, th- you know, I I think it was kind of like a. It, it was beautiful. It wasn't so in your face. Right. Uh his, you know, his, you know, superhuman sacrifice or like his laying his himself on the line totally. It wasn't as in your face as some other superhero right. movies like Spider-Man with the train and and whatnot, but it was definitely definitely there. Yeah. It, no, it was there. Cuz he cuz he the, knew exactly what he was doing when he cut that cable. He yeah. was like this is going to hurt. Boom, and he I did think it. the problem is the the director movie fan in me saw all that rubble and saw the people hiding in it, but no one was under it. There was no... right. They had to be stuck in there. Yeah, the, and the had... water had to be rising. Exactly. You know, and and they had to get out right now. Yes, that's how. That's it... all I needed, and I yeah. would have been fine. Sure, got you. Now, did I you guys you. watch the trailers for this movie as they came out? No, I saw the first trailer. I watched and then the I first saw a couple one. of the TV spots. I did not watch any of the TV spots. I didn't watch any trailers after the first <clears> one. But I have to compliment Matt Reeves and company because the first trailer is all pulled from the first like 15 minutes of this movie. Yes. And so any concerns I had about spoiling like late movie developments or anything, I mean, they didn't 
do anything. They nailed the tone. They made me know exactly what this movie was going to be, at least for the first, you know, three quarters or whatever. But wow, guys, uh, excellent yeah. trailer work. Good job, guys, not giving away the whole movie. Now, watching the movie, I was a little, I had that, that moment where I was like, man, they should not have shown the reveal where he beats that guy down. Because that would have been an oh shit moment in the theater if you didn't know that was coming. When Batman beats, beats the the painted face guy down. Yeah, when they're on the when they're on the train uh, platform, that whole scene is in the trailer. When he's like, "Who are you supposed to be?" Even though they know who he is, they it, the fact that he said that kind of didn't work with the beginning because right. he did that whole voiceover with the you know when that signal goes up, it's not just a call; it's a warning. Like they they know who he is. So that guy's like, yeah, who are you supposed to be? That wasn't the right line after mm. watching the movie. Because I was like, okay, they know who that guy is. But when he's like, <laughs> when he beats the shit out of that guy, he gets no shots in at all. And then he says, I am vengeance. It's like, I knew that was coming. So that wasn't a no shit moment for me. There's plenty of other oh shit moments. But Okay, uh, so I didn't see any trailers or anything. And... I love, and I don't know why I love it, I love that he says that he's vengeance. Yes. See, now here's the thing. I, being the Batman geek, right, when I see that trailer, I think, oh, I don't know that they're getting the Batman character. Like, I dug Mm. the way it all goes in the movie. That's how I wanted it to go. And I'm so glad they gave me the taste of that in the trailer because... It makes me think, oh, God, we're doing, like, a darker, grittier, worse, less, like, idealistic Batman than I really want. But we'll have to wait and see, right? And then they rewarded yeah. my faith. Like, you know, at the end of The Dark Knight, when people have the right to their faith rewarded. Or whatever it is that Christian Bale says. <laughs> right. That was me, because I really, you know, and I know that the Kevin Conroy thing, I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman, all these things. Yeah. That's one you know, portion of the Batman character from the animated series. But in the comic books, he's not vengeance incarnate because he, well, he's at least not personal revenge because that would be too, that's like the flaw of the 89 Batman, right? Like I killed the guy that killed my parents game over. I guess I'll retire Mm -hmm. now. Like we're done. Right. And so, you know, the idea that Batman has to be more than just personal revenge and so when I see this trailer, I think, oh, no. And then when I see this movie, I'm like, holy shit, they got it. They nailed yeah. it. They did the thing. Well, oh, I did a lot of things. So good. I think, <laughs> I, th- I mean, I'm not the Batman aficionado that, that either of you are. But I always thought that Batman evolved from yeah. vengeance to, uh, you know. It's kind of like the Punisher. Like, the Punisher was driven by the drug cartels that killed his family. He becomes, like, a vengeance character where he's just like, I'm going to hunt these dickbags down. I'm going to kill each one of them. I'm going to make sure they know my name as I'm killing them. I'm Frank Castle. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and that's where he was established. And then, obviously, they branched it off into becoming a... uh, a villain of types or an anti-hero, whatever. But Batman started the same way. It was a personal personal choice to 
find the killer of his parents. But then it right. turned into, okay, this is a lot deeper than just them. And then, and like they say in this movie, you killed, I don't know if Maroney's dead. I guess he's not. Maroney's in jail. So the, Falcone's gone. There's a lot of voids that are going to be filled. And she says that to him. She's like, it's it's not going to get better. Yeah. I th- I always felt like it went from, uh, from personal vengeance to, like uh, Alfred said in the movie, you know, you're going to throw your entire family legacy away over right. this. And he says, this is my family legacy. It, it goes from vengeance to that. Right. Like he's. And he changes it when that one guy says, I, when he realizes he's inspiring the villains. Yes. But I think it's a, it's more gradual. I think it happens even sooner in the movie than when, when the guy, when the villain guy says he's vengeance. Right. I think he's, because that, that happens earlier, that conversation with, with Alfred. Right. You know, it's, I don't know, man. When he they, said, you're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dick. yeah, I think, um, it's, I think Batman has always been a, a, a transformation. Like his character arc has always been vengeance, revenge, avenge my father. And then it turns into, my father, what were his goals? He loved the city. I love the city. I need to save the city. I need to um, finish my father's work is what it turns into. Right. And that's where you kind of see that transition into like the caped crusader rather yeah. than just the, the dark night of vengeance and punching and stuff. This is the Arkham Asylum video game, Batman. Have you played the Arkham games, George? <laughs> No. Oh shit. Ugh. Okay. Stop what you're yeah. doing. Go play the first <laughs> Arkham. Go play yeah. Arkham Asylum. That game. Yeah. Th- you don't get this movie if you don't have that game. Even yeah. down to the fighting style. Like I never really cared for any of the Nolan fighting. I always thought it looked too like yeah. close up in a lot of the shots. And then you know it just didn't look like what I expected out of my Batman. And then for me to get the Arkham games where it's just like, oh no, this is this game gets it. Now to see that fighting style in this movie was amazing. Although I have some hesitation about how bullets work in this movie. Just in general. Are you going to rip on George's favorite scene? Why do you say that? It's just, you know, the thing where he's just like hand blocking a bunch of rifle rounds and stuff. I'm like, okay. Well, as long as they don't hit him in the cheek or the chin or the neck. Yeah, it all seems bulletproof. How like much does that suit weigh, though? I don't know. I don't know. Here's well, the you thing. Hear, you hear the thumping when he's walking. It's thumping. I like it's... the thumping. I like the heavy footsteps. That's pretty cool. Although, yeah. you know, stealthy Batman probably shouldn't be stompy. Uh, but in the Arkham games, one of the things they get right, especially the first one, if you walk up on three dudes who have assault rifles, you're dead. Like, that bat suit's not mm. stopping shit. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's one thing I would have preferred if I could have had my druthers. That's probably the main concern I had with this movie was, at times, he was a little tank-like in his ability to yeah. just sit there and Superman his way through some bullets. Yeah, where I'd prefer to him just, like, yeah. be sneakier. I was fine with it only because I've, uh, uh, what, we 10 years into the Iron Man you see, mentality and- where I was like, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll buy into the fact that he's, Got and the suit and Nolan's Batman handles that yeah. perfectly. But I don't he's think we needed another realistic he's Batman. A, he's a ninja. He can take on as many guys with machine guns mm-hmm. as he wants because he can disappear. Right. 
in a way that a normal man cannot do. What does he say? You adapt to the darkness. I was born in it. I was the actor calendar. <laughs> the actor calendar. <laughs> Can we talk about? Um, well, actually, let's talk more about guns. Guns, 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 guns. guns. I grinned and then <laughs> ch- ch- I was filled with joy at the hallway scene. Mm. Holy shnikes. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> oh my God. That was worth the price of admission right there. That's mm-hmm. one scene I'm already like, man, I don't want my kids to watch this movie because it's too, like, especially the, the seven inspired stuff and the Riddler like mm-hmm. slasher yeah. movie stuff. It's just too much for a kid. Uh, but well, man, that fight in the hallway um, is so stylish. Stylish. Yeah. That I kind of want my my older kid at least to check that out. That was a cool mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. And I liked uh, that it it also handles the bulletproof bat suit well because that scene could have taken place without a bulletproof bat suit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it was one hundred percent pitch dark. Yep. Yeah. And he was very stealthy. Yes. And he wasn't wearing his heavy suit. They though. can. Sh- yeah. They can shoot. <laughs> As many bullets as they want, but if they can't see him and they don't know where he is, right. you can't hit him. I love, I just love the way that was shot. They're, the only light you have is the muzzle flash. Yep. And, it, it, you know, Batman is changing positions. He's here, he's there, he's, you know, what, and every now, and, you? every now and then you get a burst, like a, yeah. and it's like lit up for like a, a, a good second. And like, and then it goes away again. And you're like, what is going on? And this you realize is so it, it is a curved cool. flash of a muzzle flash because he's already grabbed the gun, and the guy's <laughs> shooting it as he's it's flipping him. So good. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. Like I was like, it, uh, that was one of my favorites. I told George that reminded me. Did you ever see Rogue One, Dan? I have not seen Rogue One. That is the next one in my watching wall with my kid. And my okay. kids, my kids don't like it, so they keep dragging their feet. Okay. I'm like, hey, we they gotta watch like Rogue, Rogue One. One. That's the next one. They're like, oh, we don't like do that. They know one. they know if they know what it is. They might. Do they like the original Star Wars? They love the original Star Wars, and they know the plot. They just, I think it's too much of a war movie and not enough of a Star okay. Wars movie. It just doesn't. It too little kids, they just don't into love the it. The beginning of New Hope. Right. I thought it looked but like the last... coolest one, but I've heard the Darth Vader massacre at the end is just like whoa. Yes. That's that's what the hallway scene in the Batman is like. Like if you like that scene, you're you'll love the the Vader massacre scene. It's like I said, it's worth the price of admission just to see that. I remember watching that scene, like I watched this Batman scene where I literally couldn't smile any bigger. I was just like, yeah. yes, I yes. was, dude, so <laughs> so filled with joy at what my eyes were witnessing. Mm. So good. I'm so glad it wasn't spoiled for me. Yeah, that's not. I think it's kind of in the like one of the later trailers, but it's not in the original trailer. I'm so glad I wasn't spoiled because it was so well shot. One of the best lines is ruined in one of the commercials, and I'm pissed about it. Which one? <laughs> it's a corny line, but when when he when he looks down and he's got like five cats around his feet, and he's like, you "Got a lot of cats." <laughs> it's so good. All right, so I was like, the "That's next a great thing, line." The next thing I want to talk about. That's a great <laughs> transition for what I wanted to talk about. The you know how in the Nolan uh, Batman, and actually in a lot of the Batmans, there's like these corny things, yeah, like these little humor things, lines, little humor jokes. They were in this movie. Oh yeah. And if you didn't like, if you weren't paying attention, you might miss them. Right. Or if you're not all in. If you're yeah, exactly. Like when they're standing in the in the interrogation room, and he's like, 
who's the mustache? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that's a great line. Yeah. But no one's like even catching that. Yeah. Or when he does the, the, the thumb drive line, yeah. I laughed out loud like, when, when he did that. People looked at me like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, that's fine. You're not laughing at this? When he says thumb drive. Thumb, thumb drive. drive. Like, I was like, I'm getting this guy's humor. I'm getting all of it. I'm on board. I don't care what happens in this movie. I'm a Pattinson fan. And well, I and that's the thing. Him. The Pattinson Batman is so human that he's not a robot going. So that's what that feels like, <laughs> right? Like, no. This if, if Patton Bat if Patton Pattinson if Pattinson is that what they call him? <laughs> Pattinson. Pat, if if this Batman it's if the Batman Pattinson Pattinson. Yeah, if the Batman Two Dark Victory or whatever comic book they're gonna base the next one on. Because uh, this is definitely long Halloween. Court of Owls, right? I think they're going Court of Owls. Really interesting. I've I never seen a Court of Owls comic book I loved, but I can't do monthlies, and I just haven't caught right. up on the graphic novel. Well, they might. I think they're going to mix the long Halloween and Court of Owls somehow. I, the sky's the limit, I, from what I can tell. Yeah, give them whatever they want because they yeah. did a good job. But in the next, the Batman, if there's a time that Batman gets left on a rooftop and he goes. So that's what that feels like. I'm going to be like, yeah, man, that's a good line. Yeah. Great job putting that in <laughs> yeah. the movie. Because this Batman can have those feelings. Whereas the, yep. the Nolan one, eh, I don't know, man. I yeah. just don't no, know. No, I hear you. He, I would say he, almost every scene he had like a one-liner. Like when he kept showing up at the door and he's like, you know who I am. <laughs> so you know good. who I am. Like I'm like that's oh, that's good. Oh no no yeah. The first time he shows up and the twins he's, are like he's in his bat suit. <laughs> yeah, and the twins are like, hell no, and then they're like, this, uh, and then the second time that he shows up at the door, but now he's Bruce Wayne, and it's the same twins right. only they got the shit beat out of him like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a line. They said, "Uh, you take one more step, there's gonna be blood all over you," and he goes, "Yours or mine." Yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm all on. That's that's a Steven Seagal moment. Where yeah, it's just like whatever, dude. Do do you do you, and <laughs> and and I'm getting in. Period. Yeah, I love that. Just the, like they open the door, and it's like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and it's exactly it's like frame for frame. And the third time he sneaks in, it's yeah. like, but he's not in costume. <laughs> I did have a problem with that. I was like, wait, he went in in his emo outfit, and then. Then he got dressed. Like, I don't know why he was not in his Batman for the third visit. But, uh, I don't know. I didn't care. I'm like, whatever. When he shows up and the door opens and it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And it's not Batman, it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and it's exactly like, and the twins are just all like stitched up and band aided. Well, that was the scene where you meet the bruised. penguin for the first time and he has some sh- awesome friggin' lines. Mm hmm. Ah, I see him at the twins. Like, he's just like, I don't know. I was I, I was digging him too. Well, and, and I was a, besides all the guys we've talked about so far, we haven't talked about Jeffrey Wright yet, playing Gordon. Gordon oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like I loved him in Casino Royale, which you yeah. haven't seen yet, George. Probably. Well, have you seen that one, George? Casino Royale, James, James Bond, Bond movie. Uh, I have actually. He plays the CIA <laughs> guy at the poker game. Okay. And I thought, oh man, what a cool like kind of counterpoint to this like proto bond you know like he's more advanced than bond but he's not as suave as it was good good character and then Mm. westworld the tv show on hbo 
he's got especially the first season or two he's just the glue of that show so when they put him in as gordon i was just like hell yes you know and he came through oh my god well they they perfectly introduced us to him because he was part of the first trailer pretty heavy yeah it was that opening scene in the mayor's room i'm still mind blown by the way that that's like the first thing he did in the bat suit so some of the awkwardness of being in the light with these cops for the first time is also the awkwardness of being in the suit for the first time. Carry yeah. on. My mind blown. It was, it was funny when, <laughs> when that one, the, the forensics guy is like walking and he like goes like fate nose to chest to him. And he's like, you didn't even realize he was standing there and he's yeah. like, excuse me, <laughs> like get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> well, in the line at one, on one of the scenes where they're like, well, he's wearing gloves. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing gloves. He's wearing gloves. It's a good line. Oh my god! <laughs> it is a good line. <laughs> uh, I did have a problem, like when they were when they finally got into John Doe's uh, apartment. I mean, Enigma's apartment. Uh, they just let everybody just walk around a crime scene like that. I'm just like, but I guess the room really wasn't a crime scene. I mean, it's 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 not. It's also Gotham. Yeah. But that more all the more reason that not have thirty seven cops in there touching shit. Uh, I think at some I guess point the scene eventually looks like that after they've had a chance to do their initial sweep. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about that procedure, but I see. I know what I see on TV. Seems like occasionally you end up with a <laughs> lot of, a lot of CSI right. guys in there. Hey, so, and the, the bat the bat reveal in that room was cool too. Oh yeah. When he's looking oh, yeah. in the cage and he's like, that one's not a bat. Or it's not a rat. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a cool looking bat. It was big. I was on board for that. It was yeah. good shit. No, I think that's probably Schumacher when did. Pattinson caught COVID, right? He played with that bat. <laughs> uh, that's Maybe. probably not funny. Yeah. Strike that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get slapped. Strike it. Reverse it. Hey, uh, so guys, Saw. Now, we haven't released that episode yet. You guys uh, in the audience won't get to hear that for another two weeks. But uh, the jigsaw-style traps, including the rats Mm. on the face and then the bomb around the neck that has to be, like, you know, through a game disarmed. Like, the idea to make Riddler a jigsaw, I kind of love it. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Well, it was a great choice because those two or three scenes which equals about 11 minutes was way better than anything done in Saul and people I know love Saul but it's like I don't know the emotion that the guy the DA was had enough emotion for the two actors that were in Saul like he was he was (laughs) selling that shit big time uh and then obviously Paul Dano on the other side like celebrating his answers was great that he gives him two minutes to answer three questions, and he takes his time to like read the he's, question. Like he's Bob Barker <laughs> on a game show. Well, you don't feel that till he the third question. He takes his time. That, I was so, thinking that too. I'm watching so it. It's so unfair. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so unfair. He's reading that third question like, do you? And he's like, to- and it's like, dude, you just wasted five seconds saying <laughs> word you. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so rigged. Tick, tick, tick. I love how crooked the game is. Ah, uh, so good. What would have been cool is when he exploded. If, because I guess, I guess they implied it, but they didn't show it. Uh, Batman was holding his face. 
<laughs> if he still had his if face, he still had his head in his hand. Oh my god, that would have been that would have been kind of cool, but not necessary. But would have been good. It would have. I don't know. That Travis might have pushed him like, over yes. into the R rating, even That's for a Batman fine. movie. That would have been a good Savini moment. I gotta say, <laughs> man, for a movie that is PG thirteen and it's Dark Knight's the same way, uh, these guys really pushed the limits of the PG thirteen rating mm. to where, like, even my theater locally, uh, Screenland uh, in Kansas City, had a sign up that said, "Hey, you got to be thirteen or older to go to this movie. We don't care." Mm. I thought that was probably well, a good it's idea. Disturbing. And they kind of touch on the whole, uh, you know, underground militia type. Like, it's it's pretty heavy subject matter, even though it is Batman. It's like, you don't want kids seeing that and being inspired to go look on the dark web for to belong to groups like that. Yeah. So, I, I understand that. What what was your feeling uh, on uh, Zoe? Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was great, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a single complaint about... Her character development, thought she was as good a Catwoman as we've seen on screen, man. I mean, I never really loved the Pfeiffer uh, Catwoman. I I got it, but here's the thing. I haven't watched that movie in 15 years. So when the time comes that we revisit Batman Returns, I'm interested to see if 36, 37-year-old me maybe likes her better than I did as a kid. I've loved her since I was a kid, so I was so, all on board for So her that's the thing. That. I'm interested to see where I fall on that. But other than her, I didn't love the Catwoman of Dark Knight Rises. Like, Anne Hathaway had some really good moments, but it was right. usually out of the mask, out of the costume, like, you know, hysterical to totally cold or the opposite react. Like, right. good actor stuff, but character stuff, eh. I felt I like her, her, uh, relationship with him was a little forced yeah in rises this movie because i kind of made a comment when we were coming out of the movie and he's like hey eh, he, george was, is a hathaway and i get it because i i loved her too but i think as catwoman this one is more legit uh that that whole dichotomy of is she gonna help him you're not really sure like they handled that correctly i thought that that in the Nolan's uh, Catwoman kept me guessing more. Like in the I, story, I, ne- yes. I never trusted her. Right. In but Nolan's. I feel like her romance with him, their relationship was a little forced. right. But you don't know. Yeah, it seems that way, and you don't know if it's that way because she's just using him. Right. But the the fact that she's such a good actress, that whole like we talked about before that. Is he alive? I don't know. Like you can see in her face that she realizes yes. that she sc- screwed him royally. Yes, and it's affecting her. But I still feel like the relationship, the fact that they end up together at the end of the movie, there was no romance there. It was just like t- they they worked together. There was a little bit of banter, but there was no romance. I feel like this movie there was a lot of good chemistry. Yeah. Definitely. And the story helped them get together. Like the fact that they were working together to find the girl, but then she was on her own trying to steal money. So then it makes her kind of a cab burglar. So he's got to fight against her, but then they're going to end up together working. Like they, they handled that correctly to the point only in the cartoon was that ever done right. Where they had a Bruce and Selena relationship. They had a Catwoman. Batman relationship they didn't really 
no, they were the same people. At some oh. point. Like their 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 paths crossed. I don't know if they ever found out each other. Damn, I'm I don't remember from the later cartoon if they ever reveal it. Yeah, but so it's just it, so it was done well. It needs to be complex for it to sustain itself, or else at one point or the other, it's going to become either too hokey or not right. make any sense. Like. Nobody told Christian Bale's Batman that, like, oh, yeah, by the way, this chick totally sold you out, nearly got you killed, and almost got your whole city destroyed. Right. He just never figured that out, I guess? But she looks good in a bathing suit, so let's invite I, her to that. I guess. I don't Darn know. Right. <laughs> Darn right. Darn But with this one, you get that, especially when they have the couple meetings on the rooftop where she basically calls him out, uh, you know, being, oh, you obviously grew up rich, like all these different things she kind of throws them under the bus. Could have done without the white privilege comment. I get the privilege comment because there was a lot of privilege in that town no matter what color you were. But it's like the privilege was completely legit, that comment. So she was hitting him hard with these comments as Catwoman. She doesn't know he's Bruce Wayne. But then yeah, they they didn't they never had a Bruce Wayne Selena moment in this movie. So that's interesting that they might eventually go back to that. But uh yeah, I was on board for that. Now, at the end of really the movie, uh, George, you get a an in Arkham interaction between the Riddler and the next door neighbor cellmate. Yes, tell me about your experience oh, wait, with that. Are we there scene. now? I think we're there now. <laughs> My experience. Yeah, with tell that me. Scene? You're George. You're watching the scene. What are you thinking? I'm thinking. I know exactly who that is. What do you think about the makeup? That you get to see. They really don't show you much. Of Not it much. Scene, they don't yeah. show you much. They don't show you much um, at all. You see like a brow and like an orbital. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't know it's him until he says the riddle me this line. And then he has that cackle. That yeah. Little, that little under the Oh my God. When giggle. they were both giggling yeah. together. Ugh. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, if you think that's good, it's so <laughs> good. Uh, we'll take a little. Uh, I'll do the the magic of uh, time and editing, and skip our listeners ahead to after you've seen the scene that you're going to watch, and I'll watch it with you. And listeners, if you want to go ahead and watch the deleted scene, it's all over the internet. Uh, the Twitter account of Matt Reeves shared it recently, and Batman-News.com has a quick link to it. Check out the deleted scene from the Batman, and we will rejoin our previous recording in progress here. So we're back. You've seen the, the extended uh, scene. What do you think, George? What are your initial thoughts? Before you really, you know, dug too deep into it, what's your initial impression? Batman goes to see Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, uh, it was shot beautifully. Um, because obviously with the history, the only thing you want to know is what he looks like. Right. The Joker. Right. And he's, he's blurry, blurry the whole time. <laughs> the entire time. Yep. And you're like, just, you can't take your eyes off him. But cause... you see his John Doe fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering. I kind of like was like, oh, I don't know if that's too much. Like, what's the, what's the hell, you know, why, why? But it doesn't matter. I can get past that. Um. Yeah, so he's blurry the whole time. 
and uh you're just like you just can't take your eyes off of it right. because you know the, when they when they decide to show it to you you go you want to see you're it getting it in pieces yeah you get it from back and you know you get it from the back you get it from you know the side you get it's but you don't get obviously until the end right and they still don't give you the whole face they no. give you the top and then they slide down and then they give you the mouth and it's like you kind of have to just put the put the put it together in your own head and you're not what really the whole thing looks they don't like. tell you if he's still damaged from their last interaction mhm you don't know if he's just swollen from that like you don't know like yeah he said this is our anniversary so you're thinking a year mhm but you don't know uh Reeves had already said that this joker has a skin um genetic skin thing that makes him look the way he does. Yeah. Almost like a mangy kind of. Yeah. Uh I don't know how much of it is um permanent or if he's swollen from what, what like an inflammation or whatever. Uh but he clearly has trauma all over his body. Is it self-inflicted? Like all that stuff is mysterious. And I believe this might be the Joker that winds up self-mutilating, so you're not really sure. Like, there's right. so many things that, if they go that route, which there is a Joker that does that, if that's going to be this Joker, ugh, like... This is the universe to do it in. Yes. So I mean, shoot. Um, Like, he's so uncomfortable in his own skin that he doesn't want his skin. Let's yes. put it that way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if they go that route then I'm all on board because verbally he sounds he sounds perfect the stuff he's saying yep. it's very psychological yep that whole uh, I love sarcasm how t- I love how he turns it right on yeah Batman like, but you're more you're more fun like I, I want to let me pick on you a little bit more yeah he's like, so, he tries to you know tr- tries to yeah uh, you know shrink Batman real quick right. and Batman's like let's stay about, about him yeah let's, <laughs> let's talk about this guy yeah, like I think it's, it's, it's very, good. very lector. And lector-like. I think they're everybody's like, uh, like I saw some complaints online. They're like, oh my god, with the Joker again, blah blah blah. I'm like, no, just hold on, fuck just, down just, just let him. He's gonna be a reoccurring character in this matter. I don't think they're gonna. They'll have him come in and out, but it's not gonna be like Ledger plan the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be sprinkled in. He's going to be in the Arkham TV show that they're doing. He's going to be an established character that is visited. And like, I'm all on board. This is brand new. It's something they haven't done yet other than the comic books. Yeah. So I'm like, how many movies have they done? And they've never done this. So I, I'm, I'm all on board. And when it comes down to what, you know, what the Joker said, it's true. It's true. This scene happens right before he goes in to see Paul Dano. So you can see why they removed it. When he goes to Arkham to see the Riddler, he visits Joker, Joker first. first. Now, I don't know if it's two separate visits. It has to be two separate. Because this is before they catch him, right? This has to be way right. earlier in the movie. But it couldn't be any more than a half hour prior. I'm going to so have to, next time I watch the movie, I'm going to have to play the game of when do we put this scene yeah. in? But I, I understand because that scene, if that scene was in this movie, you wouldn't think of anything else the rest of the movie. Yeah. You'd be constantly thinking of that. Yeah. No matter what Paul Dano does, you're like, what the fuck's Joker? Bring that back because I'm digging that. 
So they left that out on purpose. A couple of things I noticed this time watching it, that opening shot from behind where you see like the skin condition of the back of the Joker's head and the hair reminds mm-hmm. me so much of Rinfield uh, yes. from the Dracula. Uh, Dracula movie made by Coppola where Tom mm-hmm. Waits plays Rinfield. Yes. I'm getting a real Tom Waits back of the head vibe <laughs> from that Joker. When you get <laughs> to the actual Waits, speaking part. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> When you get to the speaking part, there's actually a couple of lines in there that sound like Heath Ledger. Like they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of like tiptoeing around that kind of delivery. And yeah, I was just like, oh, wow. Like yeah. they're not afraid to go there. And that's and impressive. I'm glad they released this because uh, Keegan was getting some flack for that scene with the Riddler. People thought it was a little corny. Uh, they didn't, they weren't digging his person. Now, you obviously were. I liked it. The scene that was actually in the, in movie, the movie at the very yeah. end. I don't see how you could hate it. But there's people that, like Dan saying, they only have Ledger on the mind. Jared Leto was ugh. ugh. So it's like anybody who does a Joker is going, used to be compared to Jack Nicholson. Now they're compared to Heath Ledger. Okay, so my stance on this, I love. Heath Ledger's Joker. Absolutely, 100%. Love Heath Ledger's Joker. I I don't think that anything should be so sacred right. that you don't ever touch it again. No. I think that it has a certain um, sacredness to it now that it didn't before because of Heath Ledger. And I think that anybody who tries to do it, I mean, it's a it's a huge undertaking now, mm-hmm. more than it ever was. But I don't think it shouldn't be tried. No. Because in the end, Mark Hamill's the best Joker. And he's in a cartoon format. Now, it would have been really cool. I know they wouldn't have oh done Oh, my this. God. Yeah. <laughs> but if Mark freaking Hamill was the Joker in this scene... With the written, I would have lost my shit because he's he's <laughs> he's old enough to have all the the uh, deformities that they can do on him and kind mm-hmm. of make him look. But that voice, if it was his voice in that scene, I think people would have lost their mind. Or I was also like I said when we watched the Joker, it would have been nice if Joaquin Phoenix was this universe's Joker as well because it fits. I think it's good confirmation that yeah. we don't have to worry about that, though, which makes me real happy. Right. Yes. As we've discussed yeah. at length on the I would have been episode. fine with it, but the fact that this kid's good. Yes. He's very good, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Just that, that line when he goes, um, is it one year anniversary? He's like, paper. When he says paper. It's the paper anniversary. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like, he's, he's totally doing the, the lip stuff that Ledger did. And that that whiny voice, but he's not doing it up to the Tom Waits level. It was perfect. And I think people just need to give him a chance. Okay, but counterpoint. (laughs) And I'm not going to tell you. Your hang-up's the makeup. I'm not going to crap on everything uh, about it, because I like a lot of what they're doing here. The initial delivery in the deleted scene sounds part and parcel with, the voice of the hillbilly from the Friday remake. 
go back and watch when he's oh. talking to uh i think it's a mannequin he wants to bang <laughs> listen to his delivery versus the initial two lines from the joker and the voice and the cadence are so similar that it took right. me out real hard right away i was like oh no you know he recovers uh by the yeah. end he he sells me on his his performance but go back and listen to bubba or whatever that guy's name was okay and it's hilarious it's been a long time gina Mm. You remember that special night we had? Remember when you took my virginity? Almost oh, right anniversary, isn't it? You're sexy. First anniversary paper. What makes you think I come so cheap? You're still tight as ever. I'm gonna fucking pound you so hard. I thought you'd be curious. You know this when I'm watch when I was watching the scene, I kept picturing Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that's funny. For some reason, like like he just he came off like especially when he was like, "Have you read the file?" Like, you guys are more in common than you think. Have you have you read read the file? Like I, I was like, "Holy!" Sh-, he kind of sounds like when when uh, uh, Gyllenhaal played Mysterio. Like he played a villain in the Spider Man movies. Like he's and I think was it Donnie Darko? He kind of played like a, uh, a weirdo. Like I, I, I think this kid kind of channeled a little bit of Jillian Hall, which is kind of sweet. Yeah, but he's yeah, a good actor, so we'll see. I sent George a picture of the Joker from the Long Halloween comic, so he can get an idea of what one of the visual references is for the character, because the teeth on the makeup of the, the deleted scene, I think to a newcomer might be a little like, oh, what the hell am I looking at? And so it's an interesting thing that they're trying. One of the reasons I'm, you know, and I I think you've made a very good point that once you see this scene, it kind of does change your perspective on how important Dano is as the Riddler because you're thinking so much about what they're going to do with the Joker. But I got the impression from the way it's cut in the final movie that they're still not sure what they're going to do with the makeup. Like they really very very lightly hinted what he's going to look at and it just it strikes me as like we know we want to do something but we don't quite know what we're going to do and so maybe the uh, deleted scene is just a little too much of the face before they're willing to commit to how they're going to design the joker yeah well i think matt reeves said this is not the joker yet so he said this is not the final look this is not who he is yet he's not the clown prince he's not you know, who he becomes. So to see him in this stage, it makes sense that he might be the the Leatherface Joker from the comics because it seems like that is an uncomfortable face to have and he might wind up peeling it off. So See, and that's a comic arc that I just never got into. So I'm going to have to learn, just like the Court of Owls stuff, like, you know, I was... Just, you know, I already had my set in my ways idea about the characters when those things came right. along. So, interested to see if I can buy into it. It's definitely a good way to redo the character and totally go away from what's already been established. I mean, indeed. Someone's like saying, oh, you know, it's year two Joker. He should look like uh, basically a playboy with white skin and, and green hair. Like, like almost like the. Uh, Alex Ross 
paintings where it's it's almost like Nicholson in his prime. And I'm like, yeah, but that's so cosplay. Like nobody wants to see a cosplay Joker. They want to see some character, like a, I don't know, some anguish. They want to see some torture. They don't want to see him beautiful with a tuxedo on. Like that's, it's been done in the comics, but that's it doesn't transfer, especially not in this world. This world is very dark. So no, it would be totally, it would be totally out of place. Now, George, I sent you another picture. Take a look real quick. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with The Man Who Laughs, which is the visual mm. reference that DC used when they first uh, released the Joker character. But this is Conrad Veidt from the 20s. And without, that, okay. without the movie from which that picture comes, you don't get the Joker in the comic books the way that you know him. No. Mm-mm. And so that, if I'm going early year two... That's probably where I I would have started. Like, they've gone farther than that already, and I'm interested to see how much they draw it back toward this in the next one. Speculation, though. We don't know. Are they doing another one? <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if they just didn't? <laughs> just screw you guys. We're not doing another one. I honestly want to see Matt Reeves tackle um, Mr. Freeze. I want to see that that uh that tragedy that tragic story. Don't that, say too much about it cuz I don't even know it. Right. But it's it's it was wasted with Schwarzenegger. He has zero range. Yeah. And it was just not done right. That character alone is is heavy enough to have his own movie trilogy if they wanted to do it. I don't know. I, I, I love it. it. I love fans. it. I'm probably going to see it one more time. I'll probably go see point. it again before it yeah. hits H- HBO Max. But maybe, try to find the best theater with the biggest screen and the loudest sound system because this movie is like a, a demo for the quality of the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if they do a yeah. Mr. Freeze, I want them to make it like a cartoonish like Richard Kuklinski. You know, Who's like Richard Kuklinski. He's an old mafia hitman known as the Iceman. Oh, Look him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Super yeah, interesting. Yeah. There's my Mr. Freeze, you know, if we have yeah. to have a Mr. Freeze. I really liked the Mr. Freeze of the TV show, the first one, the first uh, cartoons, the, the old 60s show. Oh, God. When he steals the diamonds Stop. and burns the Dude. curtains. Like, I always thought he There's was like nothing. efficiently cool. I'm going to say something very controversial. There's nothing good about the 66 show. (laughs) Oh, see, that is just, uh, just no. It's nostalgic, but I mean, it's not good. It's great, but it's not good. (laughs) If that makes sense. It's like saying Pee Wee Herman movies, uh, are Oscar award winning. No, they're not. They're fun, but they're not, they're not can't, they're not, they're not, any yardstick to be used to measure other things. I asked a coworker That's the other day if, if they visited the basement because they went to the Alamo. Mm. <laughs> they the didn't get the joke, but it was in like a group chat There's with no all my coworkers, so nobody got the joke. And then I looked like a weirdo referencing Pee Wee movies at work, but yeah. whatever. It's, it's you fun. can't reference Pee uh, Wee's Big Adventure today. 
No one knows. We will. George will. Oh, but point. he will. <laughs> Sometime. I can't wait for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh man so guys uh the batman you've been to a movie what theater george you saw a movie at a movie theater would you do it again would you recommend it this movie any movie in a movie theater sure and would you I recommend think, what, people we see like the batman before it comes out on streaming real quick would i recommend seeing the batman on the big screen hell yeah man Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, in a in a theater with a very s- strong sound system. Mm. What didn't you like about the Alfred? I forgot to ask you that. Is he just not under he was just undeveloped? Uh or he's, underdeveloped. He's I think he was uh what's the uh the British actor's name friend from the Nolan? Michael Caine. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's not. He's Michael not Michael Caine. That's my problem. <laughs> well, but Jeffrey <laughs> Wright Sharon isn't Stone. Gary Oldman, but he's still an awesome <laughs> Gordon. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just when I saw him, and I thought he looks young. I. You well, know? they're all young. This is like nineteen to twenty-two-year-old Bruce Wayne. Okay, but okay, it's fine. I just my I just like my Alfred I mean, to be a little bit older and a little bit more proper. And all about those tangerines. Now that's the guy who plays King Kong, by the way. <laughs> you know that, right? Who? The guy who plays Alfred. That's that's Andy Circus. He's he's the mocap for all the apes in Planet of the Apes movies, King ah. Kong, Gollum. Yeah, the precious. Oh, yeah. He's the precious guy. He's Yes. Uh, We've actually yes. talked about him on the show before. He's uh, and cool. how good he is. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. He's uh, he's now in the DC universe mm-hmm. as Alfred. He's he's he works a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I didn't think he's there was necessarily agent. anything you know bad about him. I just thought I was. Like, I thought oh, he was he underdeveloped. Looks, he looks pretty young, and yeah. he uh, he's uh, not Michael Caine. So, well, maybe he'll be Michael Caine in the next one. Oh, that just sparked it. <laughs> Dan, did you see the little uh, 1966 Easter egg in this movie? Uh, Well, the fact that there's an Aunt Harriet running around in the house Aunt definitely Harriet? gave me a 66 vibe. What did you see that I have Right forgotten? before Alfred blows up, spoiler alert, Um, there is a Shakespearean bust. Oh, yeah. Left, the left. Shakespeare bust is in the office, yeah. the one that used to trigger the door. Yeah. I did see that. So good. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. So good. Is there a red phone? Where's the red phone? I was hoping the phone was red when it rang. Oh, I know. But it wasn't. But excellent (laughs) use of timelines in that scene. We don't have to talk about why, because people who haven't seen it and made it this far might want one thing unspoiled. Right. But really well done scene. Yes. Hell of a movie, guys. I think it's the best Batman character we've seen in a movie yet. I don't know if the movie is the best movie. People are going to argue for Dark Knight in 89 to still be their favorite and maybe the best for different reasons. But the acting of Pattinson as Batman is the most advanced mask acting we've seen yet. I think all around voice, everything. I I, I don't know if he's better than Conroy, but I 
think he's up there. Well, he's got 30 more years to develop the character right. before we can compare. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so next up, uh, we've already recorded it, so no surprises to George. Uh, we will be covering The Fly with a returning guest, Richard Oliver from the Chasing Tone podcast is going to join us nice. for some 80s body horror. Ooh, very, gross. very entertaining episode. Ugh. If I, uh, if I do kept, say so myself. He kept saying, he wanted, why haven't you guys done Cronenberg yet? <laughs> We're like, well, we'll do The Fly and you can come on. So He's yeah, if you haven't seen that. that, it's on Prime. Guys, go watch The Fly before that episode. Watch it twice. Because the first yeah. time you might feel nauseous through the whole movie. <laughs> the 80s one. Not the, yes. the 80s the Jeff, one, yeah. Jeff Goldblum version, or the Nicolas Cage version. I think the, the Nicolas Cage version. Nicolas Cage version, <laughs> as George would say, <laughs> which he's completely wrong. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with the 1986 gross-out classic, The Fly. We're sitting watching the trailers, and there's a freaking movie that comes on, and it's starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> and I can basically hear George rolling his eyes. Nicolas Cage. But the premise plays is Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage plays Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and he's like uh, becomes friends with a guy who ends up being like this big, huge drug lord, and uh, the FBI employs Nicolas Cage to pretend to be friends with this guy so that they can infiltrate. It's I'm exhausted already just Cage. hearing this. Uh, <laughs> okay, so concept. so check it out. He goes, we we watched this. I, I don't know what is it, an eight minute preview or so, and the thing was, ends and it's like boom, and I like just turned to Travis. I was like, I will not be watching that. <laughs> and I'm like, I totally want to see that. We're gonna have you watch <laughs> no. a Nicolas Cage movie at some point, George, and we're gonna yeah. pick just the perfect one, and you're gonna Think be like, so? oh, this guy's actually like he okay. All right, and then all the rest <laughs> of them are not. Is like, like I quit. <laughs> no, I'm not. I will never like Nicolas Cage. He's well, we'll, oh, man. well, have you given one or maybe two chances? Depending, we have a couple. Have I, that I, how many chances have I given him on our show? What none. have you seen with Nicolas? Is Cage? that your question? I've seen th- three, four Nick Cage movies. What ones? So the next two that you're gonna see are will will define if you give him a second chance. I've seen Face Off. Okay. It's bad. It's terrible. I've what seen else? two National Treasure movies. Ew. Okay. And, they're fun, but they're not good. Um, First one's good. Please. Was it The Rock? The Rock? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Maybe it's just three. I'm, yeah. sure, I, dude, I, I'm sure I've seen them in more You've never movies. seen Kick-Ass, right? No. Okay. Uh, you ever seen Honeymoon in Vegas? <laughs> no. What about... Uh, leaving Las Vegas? Uh, leaving Las Vegas, which is really good. Maybe we, can, no. maybe we can find a movie from early in his career when he makes like a cameo appearance, and we can watch that movie, and George won't even know he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud, let's party. That one? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll make sure that you get a little bit of cagey. It's okay to get a little cagey. A little cagey. Uh, we'll pick them. We'll pick them right. Skin crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the fly makes Dan's skin crawl. That so. movie's gross, dude. 
I hadn't seen it before. It's gross. Enjoy our episode next week, dudes. <laughs> well, we don't show anything. No, but it's implied. Yes. All right, so uh, next week is the episode uh, with Richard, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm at band practice tonight, and we're uh, we have our like in ear set up, and we're like try. This is the second time we've ever like played to a click, right? Which is difficult at sometimes. And but before the song starts, when they when the click like starts, you can have whatever sound you want, but uh Anthony my lead guitar player who does all the you know all the logic stuff uh chose the voice of like a british man going four three two one and then the click starts right right and so we just kept calling him the brit so like we was you know we'd we start playing and we'd mess up and it's like all right we got to start over and it's like all right give me the brit and like the you know he starts a song over again right and so we we're like what well, should we name him like we he should have a name and so uh his name is now richard <laughs> does he say garage he says garage <laughs> garage garage i mean if that's not uh fandom i don't know what is <laughs>